Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fiction, science fiction, horror, fantasy, crime, LGBT, thriller. You have now entered the house of mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino. John Copenhaver and Al Warren. Heard on KCB 106.5 FM Los Angeles. 102.3 FM Riverside. And 1050 AM Palm Springs. Of course, uh, joining us now is uh, Dr. Allison Stanger, and uh, she's got a book out called Whistleblowers. Honesty in America, from Washington to Trump, which, uh, boy, this is a perfect timing for that. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, wow, you couldn't have picked a better name for uh, the time period. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, honesty is a very important part of whistleblowing because it, it, it really uh, is all about speaking truth to power, so it's pretty relevant. So let me ask you a question. I, you know, on the one hand, whistleblowing is a you know very patriotic thing to do. If there's wrongdoing, you would expect people to want to um, expose it in the proper way. On the other hand, there is often this view out there that whistleblowers are cranks who have some sort of personal vendetta that they want to grind. Um, where do you come down on that? Is there a way to change public perceptions about this? And, and, and do, do those perceptions hurt uh, whistleblowing um, as it's practiced? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I, I refer to this in my book as the paradox of whistleblowing in America, because unlike a lot of other countries in the United States, we celebrate whistleblowing. Uh, it's actually quite patriotic. It, go, it goes back in time to 1778, where the, where the Continental Congress passed the first whistleblower protection protection act. But but that's in the realm of theory. In practice, we treat our whistleblowers very differently. So on the one hand, you have all Democrats and Republicans in the Senate unanimously agreeing to turn over the whistleblower complaint to Congress. On the other hand, if we look at the pattern we see in history, what often happens when media attention shifts elsewhere, especially in the 24-7 news cycle, the whistleblowers pay dearly. They're retaliated against. They're stripped of their livelihood. They suffer enormously for their effort to speak truth to power. And that's something to keep in mind in the days ahead, that this whistleblower has taken a great risk, especially the intelligence community whistleblower. And we need to be mindful of that. So currently, uh, as you're pointing out, the, the person who blew the whistle on Trump's phone call with the president of Ukraine, I mean, he, I guess what it appears in the newspapers, has been put into protective custody because their life may be in danger. Um, is, is that something that normally happens? Is, is it really that high stakes that the person would potentially be, be murdered? No, I mean, it is high stakes, but I think it's ratcheted up a hundredth degree because the person who is obviously the most irate is the President of the United States, who <laughs> is supposed to uh, support whistleblowing because it's intimately connected to the role, rule of law in our democracy. Uh, we, 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 you know, the, the truth is not what our, the leader says it is in America. Uh, the people decide what the truth is through looking through competing arguments, and it all definitely depends upon a distinction between fact and fiction. But the situation today is very complicated because you have the White House speaking out so venomously about the whistleblower. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's completely un-American. And, I mean, do you think that that in itself could be an impeachable offense, the way that, that the president is handling this episode? Um, well, the way, he's hand yeah, the way he's handling this episode really reveals something that those of us who have been watching closely have noticed all along, is that this is a man who has contempt for the idea of impartial justice and the rule of law. He, if you look at the whistleblower complaint, for example, the content of that complaint indicates a cover-up of both a national security threat, that's the shadow foreign policy where... where uh, the president is running a uh, policy with Ukraine that's directly at odds with his own State Department, as well as congressional appropriations for military aid. But there's also an indication that there's a threat to democracy from within because of this, well, this celebration of foreign electoral interference, which is crazy because obviously Americans should elect their public officials, not foreigners. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, it's it's uh, it's a disturbing circumstance that's all crystallized in this complaint, but it's been something that's ongoing for quite some time. I've studied the intelligence community quite closely, and they have been behaving in atypical fashion ever since this election, I think because they see a grave threat to national security. Um, They're doing things they don't normally do. 
So, so stepping out of the Trump episode, I, I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, high profile whistleblowers over the past few years, like, um, and, and, and you tell me if they fit this into the category of whistleblower. So Julian Assange, um, who runs WikiLeaks, Edward Snowden, who released documents about, um, NSA spying and, and Chelsea Manning, um, who released information about, um, the Iraq war. Um, I mean, some of this did lead to revelations about, you know, I, I guess illegal conduct um, by the government. I mean, do you think that those three should be treated as whistleblowers? And if so, why have they been, you know, I mean, two of them are hiding out in foreign countries uh, and the other one went to jail. Yeah, well, that shows how, how perilous it is to leak things in the in the intelligence community. The important thing to keep in mind that I think a lot of people get confused is that while all whistle whistleblowers are leakers, all leakers are not whistleblowers. A, a leaker simply exposes secrets. A whistleblower has a specific uh, revelation of misconduct, often the abuse of uh, public office for private gain, otherwise known as corruption, but a whole range of issues re re uh, relating to waste, fraud, and abuse, um, things that, that, that are at odds with the public, public interest. Things get more complicated in the intelligence community, though, because national security whistleblowing is really a contradiction in terms, according to the law. We have a whistleblower protection enhancement law that explicitly says that all government employees get whistleblower protection except for national security employees. So that's the context in which someone like Snowden is operating, and that's part of the reason why he makes the decision to leave the country rather than going through the official channels. And it turns out he probably was wise to do that because the man he, who was in charge at the time of the NSA Inspector General, George Lard, was actually removed from his post in 2016 for whistleblower retaliation. So Snowden, in a way, broke the law in order to uphold the rule of law. And, and, and uh, I write about this in, in my book at length. I interviewed, I interviewed um, all the NSA whistleblowers, including Snowden, but also the senior leadership of the NSA, which is what gives me a, this real sense that the intelligence community today is behaving in an unprecedented fashion, and they'll hopefully go back to normal once the threat has been has been neutralized. So when you say that, so when you say the NSA is behaving now in an unprecedented fashion, do you mean because of Trump, they are acting this way? I, yeah, I yeah, I'm speaking in terms of the intelligence community. We've had a lot of leaks from the intelligence community. That's really highly, highly unusual. And, um, you know, the classic one we think of is, is Deep, Deep Throat and Watergate, mm. which is Mark Felt, the number two at the FBI. Remember, he's having those scenes in the garage, the dark <laughs> parking garage with Bob Woodward. This is in the pre-Internet days. And that's what gives the Washington Post the, the, the lead that leads them to the money trail that exposes President Nixon. But in the Internet age and in the Trump era, we've seen multiple leaks from the intelligence community, which is why we know about some of the internal workings of the White House. The biggest one is Comey, of course, who argue, I would argue was blowing the whistle earlier on when he was fired from his post ostensibly for not being loyal to the President of the United States. But there's a, there's a problem there because 
the FBI director is supposed to be loyal to the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States, not to the president. So, so that's a real departure on the part of Donald Trump from established norms and procedures in previous administrations, both Democrat and Republican, I should add. So, so what do you think needs to happen here in terms of, of policy? I, 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 is it the case that we need additional protections for whistleblowers, or do we need we, simply simply better protections? Yes, I think we definitely do, and that's one of the things that we could all work on together, both Democrats and Republicans, after this current moment has passed and we've been restored to some degree of normalcy in this country. But I think the most important thing to realize about whistleblowing is properly understood in the context of the American rule of law, it's absolutely not a partisan issue. It's an American issue. It's patriotic. And for those of us who love this country and want to see it prosper, we need to support legitimate whistleblowers. Yeah, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the public, though, isn't, is, isn't there. And I'll just give you a, a quick anecdote. I recently did a, did a, a, a study where, where we asked people, you know, if somebody whistle blew on the president, um, they would only support that whistleblower if the president was of the other party. <laughs> so people do oh, see really? it through a, yeah, people certainly, whether they should or shouldn't is, is a different, different question, I think. But, but people do see a lot of this stuff through a very partisan lens, and I, and I think that's the, the polarization stepping in there, is that people may not view the, the morality or they may not care about the, the bigger things, like rule of law, mm-hmm. as much as they care about temporary advantage for, the, for one side or the other. Yeah, and they can't be blamed for that, really, because you have people who are actively presenting whistleblowers in that light that everything is partisan, the deep state is partisan, whistleblowers are partisan. It's really unfortunate because the reality is, well, there might be some partisans here and there. We're all individuals. My experience in researching this book is that the intelligence community is anything but partisan. It's a highly rule-bound culture. If you, if you visit the NSA, you, you learn very quickly. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15, 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That they are adhering to a set of rules expressed in this often incomprehensible language that's very attentive to upholding the First Amendment and protecting the Constitution. So they're public servants who think they're serving their country. It's just our politicians are, are presenting them as partisans. But that isn't the case. So part of the reason I wrote this book was to help people to understand what whistleblowing really is in the American experience and to get them to understand that it's not a democratic or republican concept. It's an American concept and an important way that we keep our elites honest, which is arguably of the utmost importance today when you have this enormous and growing inequality between the haves and the have-nots in this country. What do you think is going to happen to the whistleblower from here on out? So, I mean, I assume the person is under protection now. Um, but yeah. would you assume their career is over? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any intelligence community whistleblower is probably never going to be able to have a career, at least at the, at the current moment, back in the intelligence community, because they won't be trusted. It's a culture, it's a, it's a career that demands secrecy. If you've ever known anybody who's worked for the NSA or the CIA, you'll notice they never talk about their job. Uh, that's just the nature of the enterprise. So the whole idea is kind of at odds with what that career looks like. And so it takes a great leap of courage to break with that culture and say, you know, I'm seeing things that just aren't right. My country is at stake, and I have no, no choice but to, to speak out. So in this case, you think if a member of the intelligence community would, would blow the whistle, it, it would have to meet a very high bar for, um, for them to do it because the cost is going to be so great. Yeah, and everything in the culture tells them not to, right? Because, and it's really true. It's not propaganda. 
uh, American national security depends on us keeping classified information secret for all sorts of reasons. You know, information is power. We don't want our enemies to have our classified information. And so a lot of things are overclassified in the U.S. government, but even so, uh, whistleblowers almost by definition in the national security realm are exposing some secrets. And that's what makes it difficult. Take Snowden. I mean, you could argue that he broke broke the law for a higher principle. And in my book, I say that he may one day be considered our our first America's first traitor patriot because <laughs> because his revelations exposed an NSA that had rightfully adopted emergency measures after 9/11 to keep us safe. They should have done that. I have no problem with that. But what happened over time? as Snowden leaked revealed, is those emergency operating procedures became business as usual without a discussion amongst the American people. And that was a discussion we needed to have. Uh, so you could argue he, he performed a public service by forcing us to have that discussion, and Congress responded by changing the Patriot Act to be more in line with, with um, uh, the Constitution. So it's a it's a it's a... I don't mean to make light of how difficult it is to know when someone is a legitimate whistleblower, but I think in this instance, the the complaint seems pretty straightforward and compelling and worthy of investigation. Um, is there another way to go about the investigation other than impeachment? I mean, is there something else that has to happen first? Um, I mean, there are many people, obviously, the, you know, people who support the president who, who don't think it's worth investigating at all. Um, but there right. may be people in the middle who say, well, what exactly is this about? And why are, you know, are Democrats just going for impeachment because they've been wanted to do that anyway for the last two years? I mean, is there some other um, mechanism to address this before it gets to that level? You know, what What could change, be a game-changer is if American public opinion changed mm. on the nature of the misconduct. Because once that changed, you would see a lot of Republicans who are holding the line and, and refusing to break with Trump start breaking like crazy. So it really does depend on the American people. And and I am hopeful that there is there is, there is a majority in this, con- in this country who wants to get back to normal. These are not normal times. They're anxiety-provoking, and uh, I think I think um, that could be a force that unites people to say enough is enough. Because it really does come down to what kind of what kind of world do we want to leave our children, what kind of role models do we want to have for our children, and I think it's pretty clear that Donald Trump is not a role model you would want <laughs> for your children. I think I think even Trump supporters would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, but there are some serious debates to be had here. Though I think one of the things that you bring up that's so important is the is that the government overclassifies so much stuff, and mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes they make it very hard to to attain those documents through FOIA, FOIA requests or you know, even stepping away from the federal government, even local governments. You know, you will have instances where local government won't won't release body cam footage um, of a police shooting or yeah. something like that, and it often appears like there's a cover up, and 
And there's often a desire for, you know, somebody to step in and release this information or, or, um, or whatnot. Um, I mean, any large organization is, is, you know, has the tendency to get corrupt when there isn't sunshine shining in. Is this, is, is whistleblowing the best that we have to do it? Or um, are there other mechanisms that have to um, complement whistleblowing? Well, the best way that whistleblowing could work is if the institution itself is committed to its own rules and, and norms. You know, the things it says it stands for, it's committed to punish someone who, who violates those. And then you can have an internal mechanism where people complain from within, the complaint gets vetted, and the institution responds to change things without there being a public dimension to it. That could happen in government. Uh, there's a system set up like that within the FBI that, that, uh, that ostensibly is designed to do that. It can happen in a corporation, but what's clear to me is the, the, the situation we have now where you have national security whistleblowing existing in this kind of gray area where you have something established by executive order, the Intelligence Committee Inspector General, that's at, at odds with, with, with the statute it seems to me that we could improve upon that so things didn't become so charged and, and public that could be dealt with uh, prior to them reaching scandalous levels. So one thing that's come out in the last few days is that there, I don't know if bounty is the right word, but, but somebody has offered $50,000 for the identity of the whistleblower. Um, and that seems like something I've never heard of before, where it's almost a threat on the person's life publicly being made. Um, have have okay. you seen that in the past? Is that is that a normal thing? No, no. You know, this is. I'm sorry to say, but this is not the way democratic presidents in a democracy behave. This is very common for dictatorships. This is very common for communist regimes where there are enemies of the people and they need to be taken out and so forth. But normally we don't see this in the United States, and I think it takes place because the president, president tacitly supports it. But it's horrifying because in, in Whistleblowers, I, I, I divide the book in two parts. The first part is pre-Internet age. The second part is post-Internet because I think the inter Internet is a game changer here. So it's not just that the, the person is, is offering this bounty it's that the public outcry against the whistleblower, aided and abetted by the White House, is going to lead to doxing once this person's identity is, is, uh, is exposed. They will go after their friends. They will go after their family. There's an entire army of, of U.S. citizens ready, ready to make this person's life a living hell. And that makes me sad because... You know, we might be Democrats, we might be Republicans, we have our political disagreements, but we're all Americans trying to do the right thing. And I, I just wish we could dial it back. But it's hard to do when you have leaders who are actively encouraging it. So that's what I'd like to see change. So, so, so how does this move forward from here now? I mean, you, is it the case that this whistleblowing complaint went through proper channels and then now has made its way to Congress, um, and yeah. and and I guess it's it's the case that Congress is the only one who can now, you know, because it's the president. Congress is the only one who can address this. It's it's a miraculous, a miraculous thing. Yeah, con Congress has to 
And the American people need to decide mm. whether this is conduct befitting a president of the United States. That's what it ultimately comes down to, and it's very much up to us. It really is up to the American people to decide whether this is what they want. I, I, I am hopeful that most of my fellow citizens see that this is something that's not normal and needs to change, and then we can get back to working on the very real problems we have before us in this country that need addressing. Wow. <clears throat> that's pretty, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the president's freaking out. I, I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on, you know, let's not freak out in response to the president. He wants to do that because it distracts us from the real issue, which is that he, there's a whistleblower complaint that says that there's a cover-up of a president abusing his public office for private gain. That's, that's the issue on the table. The other stuff is just noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a way, it doesn't surprise me. But, um, wow. So um, do you have a website or a place that people can follow you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of bad at social media, but I have a Twitter account. I have a Facebook account, and uh, I hope to be more active with it. I also have a website at Middlebury College where you can find more information about me. Well, it sounds good, and I, and I know you have to leave. So, um, again, thank you very much for being here. We've had... Uh, Alison Stanger here with her book, Whistleblowers, Honesty in America from Washington Trump. Thanks for having me on the program. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The mission has been completed. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you! If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, all shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.